minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi, hello, sports fans. Hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to Minus Three. In just a second, we're going to be talking to one of our favorite Shecky Award winner for non-football playing guest. Nick Costos is about to join us to talk some pro football and New York sports in general. In the meantime, there's Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass. Hard Knocks is back. Tuesday night. It's Tuesday afternoon. I'm excited to watch this one. This has a lot of potential with Dan Campbell. Usually the head coach is a dud. This, on the other hand, I think he presents as possibly the biggest star we're going to see on this one. Uh, Muzzle Tov in advance once again to Keith Cosrow and Ken Rogers, the gambler, and everybody else over there, Jason Weber. At NFL Films, you know, since they're the ones making it as usual, it's going to be gangbuster stuff. Um, can't wait to watch that. I have to share some bad news now for one pro football team. I continue in the month of August with my tradition. It's very easy to get excited, overly optimistic even, about any pro football team. I've already told you a couple of teams that are not going to be playing in January or at least in the postseason NFL tournament. They are. It's a tepid beginning, Eddie Spaghetti. I'm the first one to admit it. The Seahawks ain't going to the playoffs. But keep in mind, before you get like harumph. There's always a surprise team. The Cincinnati Bengals played in the Super Bowl last year. So there are surprises every year. This is a hard assignment. And by the way, when it's all done, you, you package it all together in one nice parlay, and if it hits, you're going to be rich. Here we go. Seahawks, Texans, Browns, no playoffs for you. And now I'm adding to that list, I'm sorry, Monsters of the Midway, it ain't setting up to be a good year in Chicago. No playoffs for you. These are these are easy ones, Eddie Spaghetti. You see, I'm giving you all the easy ones now. Then I'm going to get to the tougher ones as we get closer and closer to kickoff. There, any any anybody out of those four that you would say ain't going to the that, that you think like maybe. No, I, I'm actually with you in all the teams, and I think three out of the four are on the Giants' schedule, so this is music to my ears, because um, we're going to talk a lot of the Giants in this episode, so those are a couple wins under their belt, hopefully, so I'm with you, total lockstep, those teams will not, will not set the playoffs. Yanks back on track, by the way, as we told you on Monday's Extra Points, me, Cousin Sal, and Marty Weiss all hit with our best bets of the day, I told you to take the Yanks, getting off the schneid in Seattle, and uh, the over, that one hit there. Things are heating up as we come down the wire here. I, I just hope that as a sports fan, Eddie Spaghetti, I know you're incented to see that series. If, whatever else, if we could have a Final Four in Major League Baseball, we got to get this, though. Yanks and Astros in the AL, Metropolitans and Dodgers on the other side, the three biggest markets in the nation this would do baseball a great service because these are these are jazzy teams to watch but also houston i don't know if it's officially happened i'm struck by this eddie spaghetti did you know that houston is at least tracking to and may have already passed chicago as our third biggest city biggest yeah i knew that i knew that it was uh that yeah houston chicago are very close to each other people say a lot of good things about houston um i i'll be fine if i, I never step foot in i'll be fine if i never step foot in houston my entire life i despise that city because of the 
team, the Astros, who the Yankees need to be. And I know, you know, we have Nick coming on who's uh, from just some stuff I listen to and see him tweet. He's not feeling the, the Yankees in the postseason as a person that bet on the Yankees when they were like 16 to one. And uh, they just got four big time pieces at the trading deadline. Like what is it a week ago, a little over a week ago? Like I, I'm staying calm. Just got to relax. There's plenty of baseball left. They're going to be fine. They're dealing with they're missing Stan. Like they're going to be fine. They have a good squad that dealt with some injuries. They're going to get healthy by then. Like it's, it's a long season. Stop being prisoner moment. It's it's going to be fine. I hear you. And listen, that the the only thing that the Astros are running away with it. The Yanks shouldn't be with 50 ish games left. The Jays shouldn't have enough to catch them, no matter how bad the the Yanks maybe fall apart a little bit. I just now let's get through the wild card round and let's get to the true heavyweights meeting when it matters most in October. And I think uh, Sports America will actually the eye will stray from football and look at baseball if we get those. That would be the best thing that could happen to the former uh, national pastime. All right, you mentioned him. I mentioned him. Let's get to him now, shall we? Nick Costos. After a quick break. All right, here he is, everybody. You can follow him on social media at The Costos. He's the host of You Better You Bet on Odyssey weekdays, 3 to 7 Eastern time. And he also, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's a New York sports fan. It's our pal. It's Nick Costos. What's the poop, fella? Ah, uh, Sheck, what's going on, brother? About less than a month away from football season. Best time of the year. I actually, um, we're doing this on a Tuesday, Tuesday, August 9th, earlier this morning in advance of today's You Better You Bet, uh, weekdays 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern, as you said. Uh, I said it. Yeah. Right, I know. Right, I just right. want to. Let's say it again. Uh, 100%. Of course, I'm a, shell, I'm a professional shell. It's my job. Um, mm. I, I have all my week one projections redone. I know the bets that I'm going to make, assuming that no injuries ever, obviously, if things remain static. So I am I am ready and raring to go after a summer of Major League Baseball. I am ready for the best time of year in sports. Well, I, I, you just said it all there. I'm over the moon. I'm working through division by division. All my projections, I've already established that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to finish in last place in the AFC West. Let's talk about pro football in just a second. You mentioned the Yanks. You're a New York guy. Where to begin? Well, I guess I should begin. I Where, where, where are my manners? Not just congratulations to you. Muzzle tub to you. Eddie Spaghetti and all Rags fans on your newest captain, Jacob Truba. How's that strike you? Yeah, I mean, I I pay attention to the Rangers on the playoff start. I, I'm not going to claim to be the biggest regular season hockey fan, as I know you and I were it didn't texting prevent about you it. from jumping in to talk stuff at me during hey, the, the series against the I, Penguins. Absolutely, but like I do that, and I will I, I will like tip the cap to you and say, listen, I'm nowhere near as big a hockey fan as you. Also, my team beat yours in seven and came back from a three one deficit, and I went to the Eastern Conference Final where they were like, I mean, just got pantsed by Tampa Bay in that series, and I mean, I shudder to think what would have happened if the Rangers had gotten lucky and beaten Tampa Bay in that series. Colorado would have absolutely annihilated the Rangers in the Stanley Cup Final. Um, I think even if Shesterkin st- stood on his head for seven games, it wouldn't have been enough. Well, wait Rangers a second. Maybe the Avs could have started their third string goalie like the Penguins did in Louis Domingue. And then then maybe you would have rolled. Well, I mean, you did have Jari back for game seven. Like that was the thing That's that happened, not, right? <laughs> for, the, for the six games, uh, first six games of a seven game series, they didn't have their starting goalie. They didn't have their backup goalie either. But anyway, feel good about yourself. I know victories are few and far between. It meant, honestly, like it meant, it meant nothing. It meant nothing to me. 
if we're being honest, like zero. So well, then, then, zero. What, then what does it say about you that you took time out of your precious uh, hours to text me and talk stuff at me? What kind of it means? I'm an asshole. Hell yeah. yeah, man. I'm yes. from New York. I'm wearing a Yankee hat right now. Of course. Come on. Next in the New York uh, cavalcade. Do you, a Knickerbocker supporter, want Kevin Durant? I mean, it's like asking me, like, do you want, like, Elon Musk to, like, give you his fortune? Like, neither thing is going to happen. I don't even understand what the point is of discussing the hypothetical. Like, 0% chance it happens. I don't even want to entertain the question. But, I, of course, okay. I would want Kevin Durant on the Knicks. Of course. He would never go play for the Knicks. The Nets would never do it. But, I mean, yeah, of course I would want Kevin Durant. Never going to happen, though. Yes. I don't know what's going to be. I don't. Maybe the Jays will have something to say about it once October arrives. I don't know whoever survives the bum central division in the American League. It feels like the Yanks and the Astros are on a collision course. Shame the devil if somehow a team rises up and gets in the way of that. It's what we all want to see, even though if you're not a Yankees or Astros fan, there's no good result no one likes either team there where do you sit we talked about it on extra points cousin sal marty weiss and i where do you come down on i think yankees fans perceive all of baseball america to be on their side against the astros for their cheating ways how say you um what so what do i think like most fans well, just where like, do you think people would come down on that one do, do you uh, think and does think it count people, as does it make my ongoing list of the best inner division rivalries in sports just like the yankees and dodgers is a great one yankees and metropolitans hooking up in the fall classic again would be dynamite steelers and cowboys in the 70s is, is yeah. one of the lakers and celtics i feel like astros yankees would take a place on that list right I, I think you need another one this year like to get it there and also yeah. like you need you need the yankees to win one because the astros have just owned us for however long this has been going on for cheating or no cheating um i would guess and like you know I always think it's strange that everyone hates the Yankees so much. I guess I get it. And like people look at like Yankees fans as front runners. It's like, I, I also root for like the Giants and Knicks. I know the Giants have won a number of Super Bowls in my lifetime, but like, it's not like every team in New York is good. And like my grandfather grew up in the Bronx, rooted for the Yankees. That's why I'm a Yankees fan, not because they win. Like they could lose for 30 years and I'll still root for them. So I do think Yankees fans get a bum rap because of that, because like the team like won when I was a kid. Great. Like, I, I hope that happens again. Every fan hope that hopes that that happens, of course. Um, yeah, I think Yankees-Astros is a great rivalry, but in order for it to be mentioned in like the Steelers-Cowboys conversation, you need another ALCS this year, and it's not a rivalry unless the Yankees win. And I got news for everybody. Uh, Yankees ain't winning anything this year. Um, and I, I said it last. I say it. I feel like... Okay. All right, let me ask you a question. Do you have anyone on your show, or do you know anyone in your personal life that is more right about any one thing than Nick Costos is about New York sports? When Nick Costos makes a proclamation about something in New York sports, my success rate is like, maybe I should just do the third person. When Nick Costos makes a proclamation about New York sports, Nick Costos' success rate is 100%. I am telling you right now, the Yankees are not going to win the World Series. I think they're going to lose to the Astros if and when they play the Astros. I wouldn't be surprised if they got clipped before that. I trust literally zero members of the pitching staff. Literally zero. And I think that if I were to, if I had to choose like my life on the line, Mets or Yankees to win the World Series, it's easily the Mets. It's not even close. The Mets have, think about this, out of all the teams that are going to make the Major League Baseball postseason, if you were to construct the Dave Damashek pitchers I trust in October rankings, like one and two are both on the Mets. Sure, That's why I said the day they announced, a cut, what was it, a week or two ago, when the Metropolitans announced DeGrom's um, first start officially, 
I I think they were plus 800 to win the World Series. And I said, well, what, what, what's to even think about here other than that the Braves were looming? Now, after last weekend, now they're seven ahead at the time of this recording. So it looks like the Mets are going to avoid playing in the wild card round. And once once they're through that, I know the Dodgers are on their side of the ledger. But, man, uh, to your point, give me who, Scherzer who and DeGrom against anybody. Right. Oh, yeah, and I would actually say, like, the third name on that list in terms of, like, pitchers you trust in a big spot out of the teams that are going to make the postseason, I think it has to be Verlander. And, like, I hate Verlander's guts. I think that he is a hypocrite of the absolute highest order, a guy that never shut his mouth before the cheating scandal, and now you never hear a peep from Justin Verlander because he knows he's a lying, cheating, hypocritical fraud like Altuve, Bregman, and the rest of them. But, I mean, they're going to beat the Yankees. Like, it's going to happen, and I think they'll probably lose to, like, the Mets or whichever team comes out of the National League. Maybe it'll be Dodgers revenge for what happened in 2017 was that Dodgers Astros when Darvish started game seven and the Astros were cheating, obviously. So, yeah, I uh, yeah, I just I, I don't think the Yankees are going to get there. And uh, I feel pretty well, confident in saying that. And it sucks to answer your question. I mean, I don't know how the Yankees were perceived in the 50s when they treated the Kansas City Royals like their farm team. It's essentially the way it operated. But I can tell you, as somebody of a certain age, George Steinbrenner was not a likable guy. He was very, he felt, in hindsight, I wonder even if, if you're 20 years old, if you understand what a villain Steinbrenner presented himself as being. Also, the cutthroat way, and they popularized. I love that, though. I know, but not if you weren't a Yankees fan. They're like, Oh yeah, we like that. We we like Dave Winfield there in San Diego. We shall pay him whatever he wants. Reggie Jackson and so on. The, uh, there was a mercenary vibe to those Yankees, and then also a bully vibe once they vanquished the Red Sox. The Red Sox took on a um, a sort of like lovable loser. By the yeah, time those were the good old days, man. When I was a I'm kid, just those were the good old people days. Don't like them. They're the evil oh, empire. Oh, I under I understand. Okay, well, you're, you're I, acting the. Well, I'm just saying, like it, for a. Any fan of any team would love for their team to operate, I'm sure, like the way like the Steinbrenner Yankees operated because they wanted no, to win at all costs. That's don't not give true. Me, don't give me that. I, I, don't, I don't think that. And I, I, I don't assume that. And, and, and to answer your previous right, so question, be a loser. So who's be more a loser. right? Root for losers. Let, let's leave it out about being right about anything other in the human condition than in sports and evaluating and predicting sports. You know who has a pretty good track record with his local teams? Dave Damashek. That's who. Cousin Sal and Eddie Spaghetti and the other cranks love to charge me with being like, oh, you're so biased. So biased. And why you are. I no, tell you, you are. I tell you exactly what's going to happen with these teams year after year. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not high-eyed about year, what's going to What did I miss? The Steelers didn't win the Super Bowl last year. I didn't pick win the Super Bowl. Win the yeah. Super Bowl. How dare you? Like, I thought you liked them. <laughs> nope. I didn't. I, I did not. Say that I thought it was hysterical that they made the playoffs because it. You're a monster, like you Homer, so dude, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Just I that. have yes, I, I I clearly have a a um, a, a uh, deeply felt um, love of my teams. Yes, doesn't mean and I hate that my I, teams, which is great. You love your teams, and I hate my teams. Yeah, which I'm is a awesome. huge I'm a huge Buckos guy. Yes, I, I I love everything that the Nutting family has done. For the hey, listen, O'Neill Cruz is awesome, though. So you got got some good players on that team on the on, on the come in Pittsburgh right now. That's true. Now, listen, I will because I, I don't want the, the the time to come and go, but I, I I hope we can get back to you had a great thing going on. You better, you bet. You and Lockie 
had um, an interesting tournament, great summer fair, trying to figure out who the best team of the 21st century is. Okay, good. Got you got your paper. Hold that we, on the uh, side. We did the first round, so we're into the second round right now of the Tournament of Champions. Okay, if you did it for all of time, I think we agree the 89 Niners are the single-season best team ever, followed closely so. by the 78 Steelers and then the 04 Patriots. So the 04 Patriots, by my rankings then, are the best team of the 21st century, correct? Mm, the 2000 uh they were not one of the top seeds when we put this together so we took some input um from our guy pete prisco one of my buddies from cbs i think i, I consulted sure. with you on this as well our top seeds were the 2013 seahawks the okay. 2007 so we did madden and summer all regions so in the madden region you had to be a Fun. team like if you were going to be a top seed you had to have won the championship because madden would have never accepted that as the one seed. not that summer all would have just that madden wouldn't uh rest in peace to both of those legends uh the seahawks 2013 were one of the one seeds the 07 patriots were another the 2000 ravens were one of the two seeds and the 2001 rams were another the 2004 patriots were a three seed in this tournament interesting you know the the irony or whatever of the 21st century is more so than the the juggernauts of the 20th century. I, I can make a pretty good case, I, I make it now, that maybe the two best teams, despite the fact they didn't win the Lombardi, were the aught seven Patriots and the 2011 Packers. That, I mean, that, sure. that, that that's striking. And by the way, the 04 Steelers with- What's the common denominator, up? by the way? What's the common denominator of those two teams? Oh, congratulations. You've done it again, Costa. See, look, yeah. at, look who loves his teams. When I mean, you brought on a New York sports fan and the Giants beat both of them. And well, you just said you hate your teams, but you, but, you, but you got that one in. I'm proud I love of you to for hate that. Them. Now, listen, Babe Ruth comes to mind as I bring this. Serena Williams is essentially retired- um, at this point, and it, it it reminds me of this. We just saw the Hall of Fame. I, I can't, there's something about me, call me a, a curmudgeon or whatever. I, I like the Hall of Fame. I love the discussions around it. The part I don't love is the genuflection, the unnecessary genuflection to guys who have been hailed for the last 30 or 50 years. Do we, are the last people who need another round of applause are these people, and it becomes pseudo-spiritual, the the weekend in Canton is unlike any. All right, settle down, everybody. It's, it's for football deeds. I say that, and the Baseball Hall of Fame is so screwed up. But Barry Bonds and Pete Rose, who's an asshole, obviously, and Roger Clemens. None of those guys are in the Hall of Fame. I say we leave all those Halls of Fame. We, we move them all up to Mount Pius where they belong, and we start a brand new Hall of All, Serena Williams, if we did a first class. I don't know, 10 names, 12 names, Serena Williams would be in that inaugural class if we kept it to North American uh, sports. True? A hundred percent. She's the greatest female athlete of all time? Um, at the risk of sounding ignorance, a hundred percent yes, right? I mean, unless like I'm missing someone that I'm unaware of. Like of my lifetime, it's not even close, right? Who else would go in? And you're off the top of your head. The babe has women, to go. Women or, or men. Like a Anybody, yeah. Do it. It's the Hall of um, All for North America. Jordan. I can't get into, I don't know what's going to be in the Premier League uh, and how we factor that into it. So just North American. Okay, so yes. Jordan. Jordan. Gretzky. Okay. Lemieux. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. Continue, though. Yes, okay. Uh, Brady. You got it right. 
Brady for sure. LT. LT. LeBron. Ooh, okay. I think maybe we save LeBron for the second class. Uh, and put, no, no. No? Okay. No. Jerry. Jerry. Rice. Oh, Jerry. I was like, who the hell are you talking about? Okay. I thought, did Jer- Jerry Rice isn't big enough to have earned like one name status? No, he ha- apparently he hasn't. But I'll, I'll uh, continue. I like J- that. Jerry yeah, Rice? Probably Jerry Rice. Yeah, Jerry Rice. I feel like there's... Oh, okay, Jim Brown? So got Tiger Woods, Jack Tiger, definitely. Yes, Tiger and Jack. Yeah, at least Tiger, probably Jack also. I didn't even consider golf. And if we're doing tennis, who do you even put in? It's like, I would want to like combine Federer, Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic into like one person. Because I think you rank... That. This is our hall. Think, this is yeah. our hall, Costos. We can you do combine, one. In fact, you combine we don't have to say like a fight... Right. It doesn't have to be 10 guys or 10 people. We it, It's our rules, our inaugural class. People have to go see something for the next year before we install our second class. So if it's 20 names, so be it. It's got to be the names that are unquestionable. You know, it's got to uh, be the guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Federer, well, because I, I, listen, like I, I grew up with like Sampras and Agassi and I would put the three guys in the modern era in tennis above both of them. Federer, Djokovic, and Nadal, I think right, go above. Right, I agree with that. So I, I think Michael you put the Phelps, three of them in. Phelps would probably have to go in for like the Olympic category. Greatest but I'm not a Olympic champ. Guy, so I don't really like that. The Olympics doesn't move the needle for me at all. I do, um, yeah. Golf, Iger and Nicholas, certainly. I don't know enough to say whether like Arnold Palmer should be in or not, but definitely Tiger and Jack. And then it's like, we could just go like, like, like does Dion have to be in? Probably, no, right? No, no, because there's a debate. That's the line gets cut at guys that are debatably the best. And Rod Woodson and Mel Blunt, and I'm not going to, you know, Reeves like got Peyton? a little buzz in that conversation for Peyton Manning? Peyton, Peyton Manning, yeah. Peyton Manning? Peyton no. Manning is is the sixth best quarterback or thereabouts of the Super Bowl. How many, how many quarterbacks make the first the first list? Again, what did Just I tell one? you? It's up to us. With however many you well, I'm asking you. it. I think Montana should go. I think I, Brady and I'll Montana should go. Those I agree are the with two. that. But then you have you. Montana and Rice, and then I can't help but get in my feelings and say, "Don't you have to put Mean Joe or someone like that in there?" But all right, I'll. I'll what about I'll Eli buy. Manning? Pfft, spaghetti. Did we miss anybody so far? Any Yankees? Uh, d- you know, DiMaggio well, Ruth, or, or Ruth? The definitely. I said Ruth. I re- I started off with Ruth. Although, what about Jeter? <laughs> the the delusion that anybody outside of New York City w- was going to care. I haven't seen the ratings. I'd love to see them, though. I got I, I mean, a take for you. A seven-part series on Derek Jeter? Who gives I got a good goddamn outside of New I, York? I got into it with some of my friends recently. I think I, I grew up with that team. I find Derek Jeter to be, like, the least interesting human being on the planet. And I love the Yankees. And I loved that team. I have, I would never sit down and watch the, 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 oh, the captain, the captain. <laughs> Shut up, man. Like, I, I like A-Rod more than Jeter. He's much what? more interesting. He's a better player. And I love the Yankees. The, That's oh, a the, weird the, hot the, take for a New captain, York Yankees fan. The captain. Shut up. Enough. <laughs> Spaghetti, you're going to, you're, you're, uh, Costos, you're, you're, 
going up to the line and maybe crossing it and hurting Eddie Spaghetti's feelings. He's How say you? Did we forget Jeter's anybody there? Wait, wait, can I say this? Can I say this real quick about Jeter? Like the Jeter, like when he says about A-Rod, when he goes, oh, like, yeah, like I was talking to my dad and we don't know why you would want to switch to third base. What's your agenda? How about he wants to win a World Series, idiot? Like, what's your agenda? Like, shut up, man. He's, his head is so far up his ass. I don't I'm not a Jeter. What the I'm hell? Well, I mean, I had no idea you were going to attack two today. I, I had no anticipation of this. Eddie Spaghetti, I'll say it. you. What's very funny is I'm literally wearing, if I could spin around, I think I am wearing a Derek Jeter number two. Yep, there you it are. is. Yeah. Uh, spring training jersey. So I guess I picked a bad day to wear that. Um, I think in terms of the Hall of All, Dave, you have to just set a, a, a like a finite number. Of I don't how think many we do, though. I think it has to both. be like where the, well, like the undebatable guys. I think that will never happen. The there's, there's always if you set a finite number, then like, then what if like Lawrence Taylor has to be in? Like, he can't not be in. Right. Lawrence Taylor is in in hockey. Gretzky, Lemieux, or that's it. You, then well, you no, need a every, goalie, I think, right? Well, but then people want to get in the, with with Ken Dryden versus Patty Wah versus Marty Brodeur and so on. There, I'll get, take a you guy you didn't the, mention. Give the, me the. I'll take the Dominator. Yeah. All right. He played. He, he played in a favorable era for for the netminders. Well, so did Rodor. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, he would. Well, kind of, sort of. His team invented that bullshit. I have a believe me. I hate the Devils and I hate Marty Brodeur and I think he's overrated. I think he's uh, a great. And he belongs in the Hall of Fame and all of that. But those who wish to debate him versus Patty was a ridiculous waste oh, of time. And also, like that. you know, I you know what's and Jock Lemaire, not in my Hall of All. Jock Lemaire, you and your neutral zone trap. Get the hell out of here. That's right. And and I'm glad you mentioned Jim Brown in passing because my answer on Jim Brown is no. Football didn't matter for at least half of okay. his pro football career. So who gives Alan a Amici? <laughs> yeah, let's get to Johnny U. We can we can uh, YA Tittle can be in class number two. All right, let's talk about football in the here and now. Pro football now. College big kickoff, backyard brawl. Can't wait for that one on the first day of September. The uh, the Mountaineers pay a visit to uh, what's it called Akershore Stadium to play the Pitt Panthers. That will launch officially pro foot uh, the the football season, and then not long after that, September 11th, your Giants in Nashville to play the Titans. The the gents getting six and a half. So too are my Pittsburgh Steelers. Same number at Cincinnati. Do you like either dog in that one? Let's say you have to I like bet. The Giants. You do again, again, because I was told my, my, uh, my, uh, I, I got some whispers that, well, it was Eddie Spaghetti who told me this. He said that Costos is down on the gents this year. Is that true? Um, I, yes and no. It's not like the same down that I've been on them when like, when like they had absolutely no hope. Like, I, I think they're going to finish in last in the division, but I'm still like optimistic about the season and like where they're building from here. Hmm. So yeah, like, like, the team's like not good. Like I understand that they have a new coach and and, and hopefully Dable's going to be a good game manager and he's going to be aggressive. I the quarterback is not great and is I don't he think their he's their quarterback like, next year. No, if he is, it's a disaster because he's hmm. not good. Like I'm sorry, he's just not. He's not. I mean, I would love to be wrong. I feel like he's probably not the guy. He's also like not the worst quarterback though. Like he's fine. He's like. I, I hate to draw this comparison to like another Duke quarterback, but he's like 50 times better than Dave Brown. He's not like Dave Brown level bad. He's just not like Mahomes. He's not like, he's not going to be that. And I don't even think he's going to be a guy that you're going to like win a championship with. And like, look at the Giants roster. 
and compare it like one through 53 with Philly, Washington, and Dallas, it's clearly the worst in the division. Like, I understand the line's going to be better. The offense could be a little interesting this year. The defense is dreadful. Unless like Thibodeau's Micah Parsons. Unless he's like Lawrence Taylor or he's you know, Javon Curse and he's unbelievable as a rookie, then like maybe they could do something here. But like the players on defense like aren't good, that the defense is going to be bad and they could bring Wink Martindale in and run this more aggressive scheme. Like the players aren't good. I'm sorry. So like I think they're going to finish in last. But that being said, I'm pumped for the season. I'm pumped to see what happens. So does that constitute me being down on the Giants? Maybe. Because I think a lot of people think they could achieve like at least over exceed expectations. I think they're probably like a seven win team. Maybe they max out at eight and they go over the win total. I do not think they finish above 500, but week one at the Titans, I think Tennessee should be favored in the game. There's no question about it. And I will give you a little bit of a mathematical answer to this question here. It's like, you think about point spreads in terms of tiers, right? And since the extra point was moved back, six is the third, is the number that lands the third most behind three and seven, obviously. If you think about how Mm -hmm. scoring works in the NFL, that makes sense, right? So once you hit, like, it's like under three, a team favored by under three, then three is its own designation. Three and a half is almost its own designation, like three and a half to five and a half, six, six and a half, seven, seven and a half to nine and a half, ten, and we can go from there, right? So there is actually like a pretty, and like I think a lot of people like don't think like this, and I think you need to if you're going to bet the NFL. Um, it's more of like a betting take than like an actual like on field, like how's it going to mm-hmm. match up take. The Giants should not be six and a half point underdogs in the game. Uh, they, I, I have them as a five point underdog in the game. So people will be like, oh, well, it's only a one and a half point difference, but it's like a huge point and a half when you think about like how like games last. Sure. So I agree. Tennessee should be favored. I'm not making the case that the giants are better or that they're going to win. They could Tennessee could also win by 20. Just that I think six and a half is a really valuable number. If I think the number is five and it's six and a half, I'm going to take the points with the giants and I'm going to feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I'm with you. And on the human scale, I feel like it's important to the Giants in the locker room to put on a good show uh, for the new head coach, Donovan New Era. I know that doesn't always check out and work out, but if you buy the Dable is the answer, I feel like he'll create the right spirit. Again, now I'm dealing with emotions. You're dealing with the numbers of it. I'm curious what you think then, because, you know, I'm a big advocate of QB saturation. I think that as you as you compare the two, you say Dave Brown compared to Danny Dimes, no comparison to be had there. The rules and everything else, it's not that people have suddenly been imbued, our generation or the younger generation is imbued with greater talent. It's that the rules are structured in such a way that allow mediocre quarterbacks to thrive. What would Dimes have to do? What would the Giants have to do for Dimes to be? Because you're in a funny spot there. I completely feel what you're saying that can de- can you ever imagine I think this is always the question if you're the general manager of a team. Can you imagine, however pie-eyed you are, that in February, the guy you have starting a quarterback is lifting up the the Lombardi trophy? Not for I kind of think no. that that's not going to happen with dimes. No, I mean, well, let me ask you, who do you think the best team in the league is this year? I, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time figuring it out. I, I'd like to think it's the Packers, but they, you know, every okay, team let's, is let's just in say, the age of free agency, so there's just no say, such thing as a, 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 maybe, you know what, maybe the Ravens, maybe the Chargers. All right, let's 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 say, I'm just going to pick one of these teams. Maybe the let's, Bills. Let, let, how about this? Let's say it's Buffalo. Let's just say it's Buffalo. Daniel Jones is the Bills quarterback instead of Josh Allen. Do the Bills win the Super Bowl? That's fun. Wait, Dimes is the quarterback of the Bills. No, 
They have no choice. Of course they don't. That's a good. That's a fun way to look at it. I like that. Is Dan, is Daniel Jones is the quarterback of the Packers. They win four games. What are the Giants with Josh Allen? Playoff team. Hmm. Okay. So that's definitely. I mean, the defense. The, the defense is not good enough, like to get like to to do anything significant for the Giants. But like that offense would be cooking with gas with Josh Allen as the quarterback. What I love that you guys pointed out, you and Lockie were talking about on the show earlier this week, I believe, is that, like me, you dig the Bills laying a point and a half at, in uh, SoFi in the season kickoff game. Or maybe that was just Lockie who who is in on that one. I mean, we don't, I mean, Matthew Stafford has elbow issues. Also, the Rams... Sean McVay, it's not because they're in Southern California that they have a breezy vibe about them. They're the Super Bowl champs. They're not going to feel like they got to get this one in week one. Hey, on the big stage, they just they just left the big stage when they won the Super Bowl. I yeah. don't think, uh, and in fact, David, they're informed by what they saw in the, in the tail end of last regular season, which is you can, you can have some stinkers. It doesn't impact whether or not you've just got to get into the dance in January. I feel like they're not going to press Stafford to do anything to get out there in week one. The Bills, this is their year. This is their moment. They're going to be incented to put on a big show. I love Buffalo week one laying a point and a half. I want to, uh, that number's up to, that number might hit three. Hmm. It's two and a half now. It and I think is. I just looked oh, at yeah. it two hours ago. Let me see. Let me see where it's at right now. Um, you better, you bet show sponsor Red Rivers. Yeah, we're two and a half right now. Buffalo minus two and a half. So, like, so and, and like this move is like entirely based on like spec people grabbing a piece of Buffalo in case Stafford's hurt. I think that's what it is. But Buffalo is going to close a favorite here. So I, I redid my numbers this morning, like for every single game. So I actually have a number projected for every single week one game right now. And depending on how things go in the preseason and depending on what happens with Stafford right now, I have the bills favored by what I will say is like minus 2.75, which is like in between two and a half and three. And I'm not sure I'm not sure what I want to do yet. I actually think it's like, unless it's three and a half, which is never going to be if Stafford plays, it's going to be Buffalo or nothing for me in week one. Like it's actually well, going to be, I'm going to bet the bills or nothing. Like I, I am not going to bet the Rams unless I get three and a half, which is never happening. If Matthew Stafford's the starting quarterback and he's healthy. Correct. That's why it's great value to get the bills now because that number is just going to go up and up if it, it's tracked. Well, it might not because if Stafford's like good to go, like the re- I don't think this number closes to maybe it will. I would hmm. imagine that there will be some resistance here if like Stafford's going to be good to go. Like the Rams at point like it's tough to say now because once once we get like into game week and like people really start heavily betting into the market and we get a real sense of what the number is going to be on game day. I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating. Um, I can tell you right now that for me, at this point in time, I think it's a decision of do I want to bet Buffalo or not, depending on what the number is. I do not anticipate I'll have a bet on the Rams in the season opener. I also think that you know I don't think it's everything, but I bet you that Sean McDermott, the week of the first game, as they're getting on the plane to LA says, remember how we started out last year? We lost at home, all the hype. We lost at home to a mediocre Pittsburgh team. Let's not do that this time around, fellas. Let's get off on the right foot. They'll feel like it's a game that they really want to get, whereas the Rams is kind of like, ah, devil may care. We're playing with house money, Stafford. We don't have to push him out there. I I like Buffalo, but uh, not to belabor that one. 
I um as I just said, I've 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 thrown out and I will continue to do so some splashy picks for you. I'm not doing okay. it for attention. I know people do it and they try to say things to get the go to I sincerely believe the Chargers, I said it last year they would go to the Super Bowl. They didn't make the playoffs. Reminder, they went to overtime in LA with the Chiefs. They should have really put that game away. They let it get away. Then they yeah, had the stinker. Yeah, trust me, the- I had yeah, I had plus three and a half and they lost by six in overtime. That was fun. That was the big swing game. Um, I mean, come on, that's Westland. not that's not that's not fair. Then they take that. control of the division. They take control love, of the division. Yeah, but I mean, I, I love do. the Chargers. But I mean, they do with it. And like, I love Staley, and like, I think he's going to end up being great. But like, I don't know, man. Like, they also should have beaten the Raiders in the season finale and didn't. So I mean, you could we could we could play this game with the Chargers however we want to play it. You could spin it either way. I think just to be fair. I, you know, I thought, I think that that was pretty close to a flawless roster a year ago. I think it is now in 2022, as good as you can possibly in the age of free agency. That's as good a roster as you can possibly put together. Sure. Their, their Achilles heel was they couldn't stop anybody from running the ball, which is a funny thing, given that Brandon Staley is the poster boy of analytics. And then they forgot the, the old school Cardinal rule. You got to stop the run defense. Got to be able to do it. But now they fixed it. But that's Staley's MO, though. That was his MO with the Rams also when he was the defensive coordinator. They don't care. You can run the ball all you want. You're not going to pass it on us. That was his MO. I think, like, that's, like, how he designs things, right? Right. Well, they're low. Right. Well, that's, uh, I mean, it's a QB league, and the AFC West is all about guys who are throwing the ball around, and they are specifically constructed to stop Mahomes and the rest of them. Uh, You know, I get all the cynicism around the Broncos, the reasons not to like them. I, I can't find a path to get two down on them. I like them for double digit wins. I like them to go 10 and seven. I, I it's sort of their like defense Ver- isn't great, right? Like the Broncos defense is actually like, and they could just outscore teams because the offense should be really good. But like, this is not, this ain't like, like the Wade Phillips Broncos defense. This is not that like the players no. aren't where's what happens if Bradley Chubb or, and or Randy Gregory gets hurt or has a down year. Where does the pass rush come from? Like, where does it come I, from? I hear you. Well, and Shelby Harris is a is a big loss. You have to give something to get something to get uh, to get Russ down to to Denver. I hear you, but you know we can play the injury game. Depth is going to be an issue in the age of free agency for any team. Um, I, I I think the defense is not a liability in Denver at this point, and I really like their ability to bang uh, to, to 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 run the ball with Russ. I mean, the offense should be just gangbusters, and. I guess the big the big X factor of the whole AFC West is the Raiders offensive line. If it's better than expected, then the Chiefs are a last place team in my book because they they've they've loaded up a little bit in terms of pass rush, but it's still the fourth best in the division. Um, it's not a slight to the Chiefs that people the lack of imagination that, that that you're being overly cynical or that you're trolling a team by saying like. Hey, six straight division titles is great. You're not going to win 25 in a row. You know, you're at some point, someone's going to get you. And like I keep saying, there's a difference between, hey, that team that was uh, in the basement a year or two ago, they're, they're getting better. These AFC West teams, the other three, have specifically built themselves to combat Patrick Mahomes in that offense. It's fascinating. Sure. And at the same time that, that everybody else is doing that, Andy Reid and Veach are like, well, we'll let Tyreek go and we'll we'll throw a different approach at things. So um, 
that's my splashy pick. I've given some non-splashy picks for no playoffs for you. I love to do this in August to announce the teams because I can talk myself into just about any team. I've given out now four teams, the Seahawks, the Texans, the Browns, and now, as of today, um, the... Uh, <laughs> I can't think of who I just announced. Well, I mean, no, no, but the way you've been rolling down oh, to the Bears no. or the Falcons, like, wow, like, the Chicago Bears. Real, wow, you're, you're really going out on a limb. The Texans go ahead and party. It's the Chicago yeah. Bears. It's the Chicago wow, Bears. Wow, I mean, wow, this is, wow, what a what a hot take. The four worst teams in the NFL aren't going to make the playoffs. I'm going to get the Browns are going to be one of the worst teams. I'm going to get to eight, and then you won't be laughing so hard. That's a, that's give me one, give me a splashy one, one team. That won't make it. Some people are excited about, or you can give me a bum team if you want. The Falcons is is a tepid take on your part. No, the Falcon. No, that, 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 the Falcons are the, one of the worst teams in the league. Of course, they're not going to make the playoffs. The roster is terrible. We'll um, get to them. Uh, I don't. I don't like the Dolphins this year. Oh, I'll give you. A, I'll give you Ooh, an even fun. splashier one. I'll give you a splashier okay. one. I'll give. I'll give you three. I'm in a giving mood here. Uh Dolphins the won't Patriots. make the playoffs. You're going to say the Patriots, right? I think the, I think the Patriots are going to win like 11 or 12 games. I think they're going to be okay. awesome. Sorry, and I love them in week and, and they should be favored in week one against the Dolphins. It might be my favorite play in week one. Um, hmm. The Dolphins won't make it because the quarterback's bad. People are like, oh, like two is great. Okay. Or he's not. And like we've, we've watched it and he's just not good. Um, and I'll give you one team in the NFC and one team in the AFC that I think like the word I will use to describe them is combustible. Where I think if things go wrong, they will go wrong in a way that will result in like a disastrous season. I believe in this. I the idea that like teams are they're like an, a computer algorithm. The human beings in locker rooms, when depending on who the head man is, who the quarterback is, when things go south, things can really spiral south if it's a bad situation. So continue. number one, yes, I agree. With number you. one, I'll give one in the AFC, one in the AFC, okay. and the NFC. Number one, the Tennessee Titans. I think this offense is brutal. They don't like Tannehill. Like, they basically made that clear this offseason. And if Tannehill gets hurt, it's Logan Woodside and it's Malik Willis, and it's a complete disaster. I think right. the Titans have disaster potential. I think the Titans missed the playoffs. And in the NFC, you have a general manager in the desert who, since he picked Josh Rosen in the top 10, every single decision that he's made has been, I need to save my own ass. And, like, Look at Arizona's schedule to start the year. And I get the, like, they have started well under Cliff Kingsbury. Great, whatever. They also don't have DeAndre Hopkins for the first six weeks. Not that DeAndre Hopkins is great at this point. And, like, they open the season at home against the Chiefs. And, the, and, and it does not get easier from there. I think there's a realistic chance that Kingsbury's gone by Halloween, that you've got Vance mm. Joseph running the Arizona Cardinals. You've got a petulant but talented quarterback in Kyler Murray. I think Arizona misses the playoffs. I think Tennessee misses the playoffs. I think Miami misses the playoffs. How about that? Ooh, see, now those Wait, are you're giving spicy me, takes, and now you've inspired me. I'm going to do it. You're giving I'm me putting it, I'm, a, I'm putting it in pen. I'm not putting it in pencil anymore. Costos has, has infused me with courage. I'm going to say it. All right. Seahawks, Texans. Yeah, no shit, man. Ba like, what, what, no what, what, shit. You're, you're, presenting you're presenting this like it's some like legendary. Well, of course, these teams aren't making. Some people think the Browns. Why are... even say it? Of course, the Seahawks aren't making because it worked. Because it's a... Geno Smith. Like, of course, they're not making it. The Texans. Are, Lovey Smith is the no, coach. Hold on Lovey Smith couldn't beat Northwestern. He's going to beat the Indianapolis Colts. Come on, man. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Now, see, now you've gotten too cynical. I defy you, 
Okay, you know what you should do then? Let's do it separately. We don't have to go back and forth here. Eight, but before kickoff, before the regular season kicks off, you have to give me no fewer than eight teams that are definitely not going to make the playoffs. I'll give them I to you right now. You will, I guarantee you, you will not sweep it. This is a very difficult sure. exercise. I'm not saying. But I'm going to say something first. I'm going to say it first. Okay. Bears, Browns, Texans. I keep forgetting. <laughs> uh, Seahawks, Texans, Seahawks. Browns, Bears, and now joining it, the Ugly Five. I'm sorry. It's been a great run for you, but Kansas City Chiefs. No playoffs for you. I don't know. I kind of like every every. I I I don't know. I disagree with that. But I mean, well, you talk about schedules. Look at their look at their first uh, nine or ten games. Sure. I I I like. I think the defense. I like McDuffie and Carl Aftis a lot. The two first round picks. So we'll see how it goes for Kansas City. All right. So wait, were you going to give me? You were, you said you're going to give me two more, and then we let you go. No, I gave you three already. Oh, Dolphins I guess I can, yeah. and cards are spicy. All right, Dolphins, I'll give you... Okay, so Miami, Arizona, Tennessee, the Jets, because Zach Wilson sucks. Like, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take a stand that Zach Wilson sucks. Houston, uh, the Giants, the Bears, the Falcons, the Seahawks. Holy hell! He, he's going to say he's at nine already, Eddie Spaghetti. This is wild yeah, and, stuff. And You'll the, definitely be wrong. And You'll definitely be wrong. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm going to be right, but I mean, I'll, I'll take a stand, though. Okay. Listen, parlay all those together. If that hits, it'll be a nice payout, and then you'll be the one laughing. All right, listen, you've proven it once again. One of our favorite guests, it's no wonder he is a Shecky Award winner for our favorite non-football playing guests here. Continued success to you and Lockie and everybody over there. You better, you bet. Love the great work. Love the clips. Track them down on social media again. The Costos is how you do it. K-O-S-T-O-S. Good luck to the Yanks. Good luck to the Knickerbockers. Good luck to the Gents. Thanks so wishing much. Wishing you, wishing you and your great listeners minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. There he goes. Good stuff, Eddie Spaghetti. What did you think, though? He must have hurt your feelings more than once along the way, huh? In in which regard? How's how are my feelings hurt? Because you like Jeter. I mean, look, I people have a lot of problems with like why is Derek Jeter getting his own documentary? I mean, I've watched the first uh, episode and a half. I, I've always liked Jeter. Um, he did things the right way. I'm just used to him being the the face of the Yankees, the face of baseball. I don't, I don't. I think people who don't like Derek Jeter are uh, slightly jealous of just the way he handled himself and his career. It's like, oh, the guy wasn't a great fielder at the end. He didn't hit for power. It's like, all right, you know, he did everything the right way. They won with him. That's like the number one thing. I, I'd say the biggest thing. I was offended by it's just like you know with, with the Giants with the way Nick projects the Giants it's if every player who they have never exceeds or never excels at what they're supposed to do and I don't necessarily agree with that I think saying you know I'm not saying the Giants are going to be a great team I think they're in the seven to nine win range is what I said on EP the other day they're a seven and a half win total right now I could see them winning eight games because their schedule is pretty bad but saying that they're not going to be that no one's going to be good in the defense like well Adore Jackson had a great year last year they Xavier McKinney who's now getting the green dot in the helmet obviously Wink Martindale trust him like he was injured most of last year and he was a guy that Alabama people loved him 
Um, Leonard Williams, the inside. Dexter Lawrence, the inside. Aziz Ojolari was their you know second round rookie last year at eight, eight and a half sacks. And now you add Kayvon Thibodeau, who's arguably the best pass rusher on the other side now. And then it's like you know they did they they bolstered up the offensive line, getting Evan Neal is arguably the best tackle in the draft. Like there are there are pieces that could be pretty good. So I don't agree with that. Everyone's going to stink, you know. And also saying that Daniel Jones is not going to win a Super Bowl. That's fine. You can make that statement. But then you know what the also remember sneak too. Through, but I mean he, he doesn't present as a guy who keeps you as a perennial playoff. No, defender. but but uh, but like you know, Dave, you say that you don't like the Chiefs. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. They have the best quarterback, you know, or if not the best, one of the best. And you think that his best teams already are behind him. So it's like, well, if we don't have faith in Patrick Mahomes getting there, what does it really matter who your quarterback is? So it's like, what I I don't love the the. Philosophy. I just think there's so many good quarterbacks now that it's not that the gap has closed on 15 versus. Not, I'm not talking about, you know, Aaron Rodgers over in the NFC or anything. I'm talking about the guys in his immediate neighborhood. Is Patrick Mahomes decisively better than Justin Herbert? Russell Wilson probably, for all the negativity that he's getting, like, ah, I don't know if you noticed, it's not Pete Carroll's fault that they went downhill. Russell will. I think Russell Wilson, much like Justin Verlander, I think people are going to, in three years from now, will look back and say, remember when everybody buried Russell Wilson or Peyton Manning when he left Indianapolis? That was because of his neck. But it's weird. He's a 34-year-old guy. It's not like he's cooked at this point, um, Russ. So right. I just say I, I think that the gap has closed. That sure. division is a brute. And that's why I'm down on Mahomes. No, and that's fun. But my point is just that if we not if Mahomes we have this guy, if we have this guy who's at the top of the charts, and all of a sudden we're like, well, yeah, but they're not going to make the playoffs. The team, the best teams are behind them. It's like, well, then it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. You know, we we're saying like Zach Wilson flat out sucks. Like we have not even seen Zach Wilson play with a, a competent roster yet. It's it's just way too oh, early I to say these things. I don't agree with and, on that one. I don't then, know. I, I think he's TBD. And then using Josh Allen as an excuse, like, oh, the best quarterback. Josh Allen, people wrote the book on Josh Allen already when he early on in his career when he was like a 55% completion percentage. We, you don't know these guys yet early on in their career. And uh, people don't want to accept that quarterbacks, like, they're not a victim of circumstance. Like, you have bad coordinators. You have bad players in your offense. You have tough schedules. Certain years. You have to learn. Like, it just takes time. Peyton Manning wasn't great in his rookie year either. Like, you just get to give these guys some, some space. I think Jones is uh, a victim of very bad circumstances circumstances and just also not being the ultra most talented like in Mahomes, but I, I think there's just so many guys that you gotta give them some time before you have to write them off. So that all being I said, that. You seven know to nine wins like, is fine. You know who's a good comp for um I'm sure I'm not the first to throw this one out four years in for him. He's Alex Smithy, you know? That's sure. they're everybody in the twenty first century, you use a first round pick, especially a high one on a quarterback. More likely than not, and in almost every case, that guy's going to be playing sooner rather than later. Um, the, it, it, but that doesn't mean, to your point, I, I agree with what you're saying. Every guy, because he's not a dynamite stud by the end of his rookie season, doesn't mean that he's a bust. I, I, I hear you on that. It is a fascinating debate, though, I think as we go into this season for dimes, is like, what exactly would he have to do? What would the team have to do for him to return? What would they? What would it be for them to kick him to the curb and, and say we can do better? Um, and, and and the other factor is too, as opposed to some other divisions, people are in on the Cowboys and Dak Prescott's talking about this being a golden year and everything else. But look at how the bookmakers regard that team versus Philly. It's not like they're a prohibitive favorite to, to win the NFC East. I think there's room 
for any team, including yours, to make a little bit of hay. And I don't know why, what it is about the NFC East that it's always feels a little more up for grabs than other divisions, but here we are. I do not think the, the Cowboys are a great bet to certainly win among division picks. I do not think the Cowboys are, are, are some lock to take the East. I, I, yeah. I do like the Eagles. I also like Washington more than it feels I, like a lot of other people I, do. I, th- I think the X factor in the entire division is Jalen Hurts. I think if Jalen Hurts is great, then the Eagles have a chance of winning the division. If Jalen Hurts stinks, then that's I think it's the Cowboys division very easily. I, I, I Washington, is that there's a ceiling. There's a low ceiling. When you have Carson Wentz as your quarterback, there's a low ceiling there. And like they're going to be, I think they're going to be at best the third best team if not probably the fourth best but the Eagles if Jalen Hurts if some of the stuff that they said early early on is true and they're bad then and yeah but the, the problem with the Giants and Dalen Jones going forward is if they do approach their win total like they're not going to be in the mix for one of the top quarterbacks in the draft so it's like what are you doing now with the guy you didn't extend you don't want to pick up his option for his fifth year what are you going to do you're going to be in a, a weird really weird position you get a one-year stop gap if your team looks pretty good so it's going to be an interesting season but I'm kind of with you that there's a chance that the NFC East could be very kind of jam-packed together well, and, the, uh, you know, the commies went to the playoffs two years ago with Alex Smith on one leg and Heineke and that whole mess. And people were excited about them because they almost beat the Bucks in the playoffs. And then Chase Young got hurt and Gibbs again. They were ruined by injury last year. And everybody's moved on from then. Um, you know, the Ravens, some, maybe something about the Beltway there or something. Um, but uh, it's funny that... Everybody's like made it. Well, the Ravens, they were just ruined by injury. What did you want them to do? Washington hasn't had any success, so it's easy to be cynical about them. I think they're a big bounce back team this year. If, I mean, again, remember, they're predicated on that pass rush, the Chase Young on down and Montez Sweat and everything else. I, you know, and, and, and here's the other big factor. I hear you on Jalen Hurts. The other big factor that a, a, re, a lot of people are in on is because of this residual, will the Cowboys have a great offensive line? kind of thinking they don't at this point and so against what the eagles are going to throw at you and what washington can throw at you and maybe to your point if the giant things break right for the giants in terms of thibodeau i mean you know those are bad those are six tough games for them if you if you have a mediocre to poor offensive line um down in big d all right listen great times fun talking football and all that with our guy costos and eddie spaghetti we'll be back in just 48 hours to give it some more about the world of sports with our pal kevin hench until then make sure you're checking out all the great content on the extra points network me cousin sal marty weiss chopping things up on extra points eddie spaghetti and jen piacente coming at you on waiver wired when's that again wednesday spaghetti wednesday's uh, two o'clock pacific five o'clock eastern we go live against all odds megan fun of sports oh it's all there for you all you got to do is click a couple buttons and uh, you'll have sports talk in your ears until the next time we kibitz thanks so much sports fans it's been a thin slice of heaven